comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Handle should absolutely <laughs> go to. <laughs> Monday morning, June 18th, and uh, time for Moolah Monday with Guy Adami, and so much to talk about. Good morning, Guy. Good morning, Bill. Okay, uh, let's start with uh, the delivery services, uh, retailers, Amazons, Whole Foods. Uh, that was uh, almost a $14 billion deal. Uh, deal. As a matter of fact, they're opening a, a Whole Foods store right across the street from us. Come on. It opens in five days. Outstanding news. Uh, yes. And uh, so uh, let's talk about uh, these uh, e-commerce companies buying into uh, the big retailers. It's fascinating, right? You know, I think what I find to be the most interesting is, if you think about it, Amazon is this um, BMS that has worked basically on the web, and now they're going into the bricks and mortar. So you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's it's funny to me that Amazon, um, with their Whole Foods purchase, it's for distribution, I think. And, you know, maybe the bricks and mortar is actually not dying. So, you know, a lot of these e-commerce places may be taking a page from the book of Amazon. And, and it's interesting because if you've watched over the last couple months, a lot of these stocks that have been left for dead, like Macy's, like Nordstrom's, have had tremendous runs to the upside. I know I'm getting off topic a little bit. But what it speaks to is you can't just live in the Internet. You actually have to have a presence uh, in the bricks-and-mortar world. How do these companies uh, make any money? Uh, I just I don't understand. I know how Amazon volume. makes money. But, you know, you can lose money, and you can lose money in volume. Here is uh, the Amazon delivering uh, food. Uh, the industry, food industry, is tiny percentage. I mean, the margin is infinitesimal. Razor thin. Uh, so how then does Amazon, for example, with delivery of food, pay for the guys driving the trucks, the delivery service, how in, and people going out and picking the fruit, vegetables, food, because that doesn't happen in the supermarket. You do your own and make money. I just don't get it. Final mile. How do they make money on that? And it's interesting you say that now. The, the, the short answer is Amazon, although their revenues are tremendous, they don't make a whole lot of money. I know that sounds ridiculous, because, but what are they doing? In my opinion, they're playing a long game. So I think they're saying to their investors, by the way, and their investors have been giving them every bit of benefit of the doubt and cutting them a tremendous amount of slack, as you've seen what the stock has done. But what they're saying is, listen, we're playing this long game, global domination, at a certain point, we can turn the thermostat up, we can go to 11 to quote spinal tap, and we can make margins which are infinitesimal. We can bring them to a level that instead of being unprofitable, we are remarkably profitable. So what I think the Amazon game is get as many people, get as many businesses under the umbrella as humanly possible, and then turn the dial. And I think that's what they're doing. Not unlike what Netflix is doing, by the way, who spends a tremendous amount of money, um, still doesn't make all that much money, but they're playing an end game as well of world domination. So the, the investors out there have to ask themselves the following question. Will they be successful? Will they be able to get as many users as possible? 
and then turn that knob in order to make money hand over fist. And that's really what the game is all about. So in uh, Amazon's case, and I had read this and talked to uh, the financial people, is uh, it didn't make money while they were getting market share until Jeff Bezos woke up one day and said, today's the day. Today's the day. And all of a sudden, boom, you've got a profit uh, company. And, and Netflix, as you talk about Netflix, how many customers does Netflix uh, have around the how, world? How many? Um, you co- know, that's a great a question. Couple of hun- maybe a couple of hundred million? I think it's north of 100 million now. It's a ridiculous number. And their, their U.S. growth continues to astound. And their, inter- and, their dem- and their international growth is off the charts. So... You say what you want about uh, Netflix and their content and their spending money and their burning money, but people sign up in droves. And as much as people say there's competition out there in the form of Hulu, and I said this on Jennifer's show earlier today, nobody talks about Huluing and chilling. It's all about Netflix and chill. So when your product becomes a verb, you're in a very good shape. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Netflix plays 100, 100 million customers. So the uh, the product goes up a buck a month. Okay, yeah. yeah. Who cares about a dollar a month? Okay, uh, and all of a sudden that's a hundred million dollars a month. It just it just by raising prices. It's that old thing about you know if you put a frog in a pot of water and slowly turn up the temperature, the frog ain't going anywhere. And right. that's the same thing with raising prices. You know, if you slowly raise prices, Bill Handel doesn't notice a buck here or a buck there. And I think that's exactly what Netflix is doing, not to call you a frog. Oh, no, please do. And that's uh, a compliment in my world. Nice analogy, though. Uh, it's a very good analogy. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a break and come back and talk about paying off your student loans as soon as possible. As e- soon as possible. Okay, well, t- here's why, and Guy will tell you all about Thank that. Thank you. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. This is KFI. When I was a young boy, I thought that school was free. I tried to make some here. money just to buy some decent socks. Forgot about my loans, Art. and now I live inside a box. Okay. Yeah, why not? Uh, that's timing, right? I keep on interrupting the song. All right, Guy Adami is back with us for Moolah Monday. And Guy, the next... Did I just hang up on Guy? No, I did. Are we redialing him? Did I press a button that was wrong? I have no idea. So I don't know where the hell guy is. So now I can make fun of him. All right. So uh, <clears throat> let me go on and uh, uh, until he comes back and uh, I will do the segment. All right. Start paying off your student loans as soon as possible, even before graduation. And Guy will tell you all about that when he comes back. Also, online shopping can be a mindful of scams. Here's how to protect yourself. I'll tell you after asking Guy Adami how that works. I love uh, radio. Don't you love live radio? Uh, and I want to ask him that about the fear of a trade war, how it's straining the global economy. And uh, as I explain it to you, I'm waiting for Guy Adami to explain it to me. All right, here we go. Got, yes. Now, you I th- hung up on me, Bill. Well, I think I pushed some button wrong. All right, so uh, let's get into it. I actually did all the explaining uh, while uh, you were off the phone. I don't oh. know if you're aware of that. Uh, well, how could I be aware? I'm in New Jersey. You're in WKFI 640 AM in Burbank, California. WKFI? Clearly you're in New Jersey. <laughs> there no W here and no K here. All right, uh, let's go right. Actually, I was joking about how I'm, I explained everything by telling uh, the folks... 
that it's going to be you that's going to be telling me how to explain everything. Uh, student loans. One and a half trillion dollars. That's enough to break the economy, isn't it? That is the economy. Uh, I, I think it is. I mean, it's, you know, talk about a ticking time bomb. Yeah, it's a significant number. And listen, I think the average amount of money people owe is somewhere between thirty-five and $40,000 ish. Women owe more than men, but they're probably more women in school than men. Um, but the, the reality is, and we'll talk about how you should sort of get around this or, or, or expedite the process, but you know, if the consumer is 70% of the U.S. economy, and if there's all that kind of student loan debt out there, if people are just paying money to service their debt and they can't spend it on their Starbucks coffee, this is something that potentially could really hamstring the economy, and people have talked about that. So that's one problem. The other problem is just untenable. It's unsustainable. It's, it is a significant issue and something that people don't want to talk about but it's something that's clearly no. out there. All right, but it, it, it has a lot to do with the default rate, doesn't it? And is the default rate climbing? It's slowly climbing, and that makes sense if you think about it, because wage growth isn't there to support it. Um, you know, I can't speak to what the default rate was and where it's going to be, but let me tell you something. If interest rates continue to tick higher, and if it becomes more and more difficult to service the, the interest on these loans, then by definition, the default rate's going to climb, so, and that's not good for anybody. So how do you pay them off? Just how do you pay them off sooner? Obviously, high-interest uh, loan debts and high-interest, uh, I'm assuming that the uh, loans themselves are reasonably high-interest rates. Uh, how do you do it? How do you pay you them off? Pay, you, you say to yourself, well, first of all, there's a grace period between when you graduate and when you have to start paying. Pay, pay money during that grace period, number one. It's typically six months. So start early is my first suggestion. My second suggestion is add principal to the, each payment. So let's say, for example, you're paying $250 a month, and that's just a number I made up. If you can somehow afford to pay $300 and that extra 50 is principal, you'll be shocked by how quickly um, the duration of the loan gets sort of uh, whittled away. So add principal payments to the extent you can. And by the way, you can because you know and I know we waste an inordinate amount of money in our everyday lives on things we really don't need. Starbucks comes to mind. Yeah, that seems to be the end-all be-all where uh, that's uh, the the single most uh, uttered phrase when you're talking about saving money is don't Starbucks it. Uh, well, if you're spending five to seven dollars a day in Starbucks, just start doing the math, Bill. I mean, if you instead of spending it on yeah. Starbucks, if you squirrel away and put it towards your student loan, and if you can take a number of years off the life of that loan, you're yeah. doing yourself a huge service. I'm so, assuming uh, smoking uh, one pack a day well, you and smoke quit. anyway. But if you do and can stop it. Uh, so uh, another motivator to stop it. What is that? Seven bucks a pack here? I, I, over there, me. it's I mean, crazy, I isn't it? Fired up, man. That's not my thing. But if it's seven bucks a pack, that's seven dollars back in your pocket. Plus, your lungs will thank you. Exactly. All right. Let's uh, quickly shift uh, uh, shift gears here and uh, talk about uh, the yeah. Let's talk about the trade war and what it's going to do. And, and we're already into it, aren't we? We're into it. Obviously, the rhetoric continues to get ramped up. Uh, the president made comments late last week. China made comments in kind. You know, you, listen, I don't know if we're getting ripped off by the Chinese. I have no idea. My sense is we probably are. But I said this to you last week, and I'll say it again. Just because there's a trade deficit, 
by definition doesn't mean you're getting ripped no. off. And, and I understand the thing that. about the dentist. So, right. We, but, but we, with that said, you know, look, th- this rhetoric is going to continue to get ratcheted up. And I think, in my opinion, President Trump's real reason for trying to make peace in North Korea is to turn up the heat on the Chinese. If that's just my view. So if he can go and say, listen, I just created a peaceful uh, Korean peninsula, and you no, no longer need to worry about these folks. Oh, and by the way, you know, there's going to be free trade. So cut it out on the tariffs and cut ripping us off. I think he's going to force their hand. So I think that's really the whole end game. And I hope and it is. North Korean thing. I hope it is, because he's the only president we've had that has balls to confront China. Are you allowed China. to say that on radio? No. I guess you are. No, absolutely not. That. In the meantime, I would, said, I would have said cajones or huevos or something along those lines. But yeah, that's which, me. which is another, it's a euphemism for balls. In the meantime, which I'm not allowed to say, right? But I he, don't know, Bill. You're the, you're the radio know. Hall of Fame, not me. Uh, yeah, matter of fact, I talk about balls there. Uh, real quickly, he since he is the only president who has actually had uh, the guts to confront China with them ripping us off ridiculously, and it's such it's so unfair. And even as you explain, the balance of trade makes a lot of sense. He's sort of mixing up uh, what is reasonable and what isn't. Uh, does China at some point fold or do they go tit for tat and we are in a true trade war because they're not going to give up what they're doing to us? No, and that's a, that is the question. So in this game of chicken, in the, the ultimate game of chicken, will China flinch or will they say, will they escalate? And so ask yourself this. President Trump needs to run again in basically two and a half years-ish, right? So he has to run for re-election. President Xi does not. So you know what? Quite frankly, if there's a if there's a position of strength politically, it's in the hands of the Chinese. So I think they can escalate absolutely, and I think if they're playing the ultimate long game, they can absolutely escalate and and, and raise tension. So I think in the short term, there could be some pain here because, as you know, and as President Trump has proven, and he ran on it, he's not going to back down. So. If the rhetoric gets ratcheted up from the Chinese, you can rest assured it'll get ratcheted up here. So I think in terms of the markets, I think that's something the market should be concerned about. And at least for today, with the Dow down about 165 points, it is. All right, Guy, thank you. We'll talk again next week. And uh, nobody's got bigger huevos than you, Bill. All right, thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. You're right. Big ones, brass ones. All right.